Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Live Beyond Average podcast. Here with M. Fly, the camera guy, for our third podcast for this kind of series that we're doing together. Uh, today, a little bit shorter of a podcast, but one that all of you can utilize um, if you're hunting this fall and you get a nice buck down, or even if it's just in, any photo, you know, post, post pre and post kill, um, and how just to, to get a little bit more out of your cell phone shots. Um, it makes some of your photos look great. What we're thinking about when we take some of our trophy shots, um, we're gonna go over just a few little tips. How do we, we get a lot, we're lucky. We, we, you take really good photos, like trophy photos, and we get a lot of compliments on them. So let's give some tips on how they can make their trophy photos look the best possible. So I think step number one is most likely your deer or harvest did not die in a great position, great spot, so uh, you might have to drag them up a little hill or whatever it might be to get a nice horizon behind you. Okay. Um, that way you're not just down in a ditch. Like, that's not a pretty background. So, I mean, if, so if you can help it, drag them to a more pretty spot for these pictures. Animals die in bad spots all the time. <laughs> they tend to run yep. downhill. They tend to get in bad spots. Yep. Um, and you're right. Like, background, I, to me, background makes photos, man. Yep. yep just encompasses everything yeah and why not show off where that animal is like thriving and living exactly so, so number one drag them a little bit to a nicer spot so you're not shooting just into nothing and then uh preferably kind of like a small elevated spot too yeah where you could like cameraman get slightly lower if needed yeah right so okay. number two i think uh would be you know, as the picture taker, I want to be low. That way, the deer's rack or the elk antlers are higher, more into the sky. It'll make it'll make the picture itself look better, and it'll make your harvest look bigger. It's not it's not really uh, distorting the picture or deceiving. Yeah, it's just a good angle. Yes, you know. So no, it's not a camera trick. It's just getting a good angle for. It's highlighting what that animal has. Yes. Um, yeah, so get, you know, think about, you know, the color of some of these antlers, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The background sometimes is the same color, so if you can get kind of skylined, yep. it really shows off all the features of yes. the rack. Everything stands out. Yes. It's contrasted against a different color. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned, like, how, like, getting low, you know, you're getting slightly lower than, like, the animal's head. Um, I always, too, think about, like... You know, if I'm if I'm holding the rack, I try to position my body as the hunter. Um, I try to have my head like midway yeah. or not above the Correct. rack. Correct. Because then, if you think about where the cameraman's at, if he's kind of level with the deer's head out front, shooting in. You know, if I'm sitting above it, it just it makes it look weird. So yeah. if you can get, you know, sit down, and I'm not saying sit back behind the animal five feet. We don't do that. No. You know, we're sitting right beside the animal or right behind the animal holding on to it, um, hands on the animal, yeah. um, but your head, think about, you know, how you're positioning that animal, like, or if you're, you're, you know, you talk about getting the animal up into a spot in stage one, Well, once it's there, you need to, like, sit the animal up in a position where it still looks like there's life in it. Yeah. That's kind of what I always say, is, like, don't just let the animal lay on its, completely on its side with its feet out, <laughs> like, get those, it's not appealing, it's just not, um, get the animal, and, we always have people comment like, oh, did you Photoshop how big that, your animal looks so big. Mm -hmm. well, we, we don't Photoshop anything. No. But it's the fact that we set the animal up the way it would bed. Yep. 
So we get the, the feet underneath it, we tuck the legs in, um, and we make that animal look like it has some life. Yeah, respect we're, it. We're respecting that animal yeah. and fe you know, we're featuring it. The yeah. photo is about that animal. Yeah. So we're, we're getting it up, and so he, he looks like he's bedded down. He's mm -hmm. sitting up like he's bedded down. Um, and it looks like there's some life in him. And so that helps elevate where those antlers are at as well. So if you're trying to get those antlers up higher and you can't figure it out, mm -hmm. look at where and how you have the animal sitting down. Because that elevates the spine, obviously, to be up and parallel. And that just helps bring those the head up and the antlers up, which means you can position, as the hunter, the top of your head should be below the top of the rack. Right. So think about think about that a little bit. Yeah. Next stage. Just get, you know, get your your basic, you know, head-ons. Get a few different angles from the sides, front. Okay. And then, you know, I always go for a few artsy ones. You love the artsy photos. You know, it's hands, hands on the antlers. You know, get some tighter shots in there. And all this can be done with your cell phone. Yes. Like anybody can do this stuff. Cell phone cameras are awesome, especially for this. Yeah. If you don't have a ton of time, a lot of people are in a rush afterwards. Yeah. 90% of our pictures are with cell phone. Yeah. They do a great job for yeah. these type of deals. Yeah. Um, and now, it's like, we shoot iPhones. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool settings, you know, with the portrait modes that really can get... Um, and obviously, play with it because you can really screw up a portrait mode, too. Yeah. Because um, you can get fuzzies and blurries where you don't want them. Um, so really play with it and look at what you're shooting really hard on the screen. But uh, you can get some really cool, more DSLR-looking photos right. out of the portrait. Um, so, yeah, he mentioned get your straight-ons, go out to the sides, get some, you know, 45-degree angles or whatever it is you're looking for. Um, and then, obviously, like, I always, too, like, you do a great job is you shoot some in landscape and in portrait. Yeah. So that means your phone up and down, tall, and yep. your phone wide. Because um, you're going to want them. And at the moment, you feel like you're taking too many. You're not. You're never taking too many. No. I think on your last year, I think we did like 194, 190, right in there. And I told you, I was like, wow, that's not very many. Yeah, it's an average amount. Cause I think a lot of times when I drop them to you, it's around like three or 400. Yeah, we normally are pushing or breaking that 400 mark yep. um, on photos. And I think it's because dad totally like instilled in us, like you take a hundred photos, you get one good one. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. kind of how, how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a little kid watching like a Jim Shockey piece and he talked about like, take a million photos. Yeah. Like you won't regret it. And you don't, when you don't take enough, you get back and you're sitting in your picture and you're reviewing and you're like, God, I wish I had more. Yeah. Like every time. You can always go through and delete. You can go back and get more pictures. Yes, exactly. So take those landscape and portrait. For every photo you have landscape, you should have on a portrait, yeah. in my opinion. Um, secondly, uh, another you know great tip. We talked about how you know as hunter you're positioning your body, your head to be lower in the rack. I'm getting somewhere I'm sitting outside of the deer, and I'm also positioning somewhere I'm sitting. Um, when I say outside, I mean like to the side of the deer, and also where I'm sitting, my whole body behind it on like the opposite side of the rack. So I'm getting some from both sides of the rack. Um, I don't know why, but some of those pictures just, they look a little different on how the deer's featured. Um, so I like to get some of both. Yeah. Um, obviously some head turned certain way, show off those features of the deer. Yeah. Uh, you do a great job of like, you know, direct me to that. You kind of attract yourself. Like our last year had some stickers and we, you know, turned it and you know, you, you get those photos that you can see those kind of cool yeah. features of that animal. So do that, take hundreds of photos 
Um, take your time. I know you get get in a rush. I don't <laughs> I remember the first animal I killed with Justin down in New Mexico in season two. My elk, and we were trying to take a bunch of photos, and he was in a rush to you know pet, he he's a, he wants to he, he wants, wants to gut and go. Yeah. And uh, and now you know we've hunted together for seven years now, and now he literally we kill something, and he just like he goes over to his bag and he sits down, and he like starts sharpening his knives. He knows that we're gonna take thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like, he just, he's hunting with us, he gets it, and he's like, and now he kind of, now he's like breaking out his phone and like That's getting pictures. Thing. Yeah, he's like, I think we've rubbed off on, rubbed off on him a little bit. Um, but it's just, it's funny, like, he just understands that it's like, don't rush me. We're, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're taking pictures now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's awesome to see, to see that, but, because it's hard not to just take your one photo, alright, we're good. Yeah. Don't shoot down. At the animal, you know, if you're standing there, you're the parent, your kid shoots the first animal, you know, don't stay standing out six feet behind and you're standing shooting down at your kid. Mm -hmm. Get down there, get on your knees, you might have to get on your stomach, get level. You prop yeah, that. I lay down a lot. You're, you're taking photos. Yeah, you're on your stomach, like laying on the ground. Yeah. Um, get level, you know, don't, you don't have to be shooting up into the sky, right. per se, but get level down there. It just makes everything look nicer. It, it, yeah. Down, you know, you don't have a, you have the color contrast of the sky. Right. When you're shooting down, you're on the prairie, you're in the desert, whatever it is. Like, the camo, the deer, all everything's the all the same color, and yep. it just blur. It just it makes for a really crappy photo memory, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, optimize those memories the best you can. Yeah. Take some time and get some great photos. So get down there, get level. Um, Dude, what are you doing post? Are you doing anything in a, on like a color edit? You can do this all from, we're talking all from the phone here, not we're yeah. talking computers. Right, very, yeah, I do very little to photos. Um, I think rule number one is don't overexpose and don't oversaturate. See a lot of people oversaturate their photos and make colors too vibrant. And, so, I, and obviously like if you're creating your own look, that's fine. You know, if you're doing your, say your Instagram page is all, you know, color themed or whatever it is, that's, that's great. But as a general rule for, I think, in, just in general, just don't oversaturate. Don't make those colors too too bright and don't make them pop too much. You want to make them pop. You want to make yourself look really pretty and, and you know, colorful, but just don't oversaturate the heck out of them. So, like, let's use, and everybody's familiar with Instagram. You can edit your photo. You have saturation in there that you can crank up to 100. Yeah. It doesn't usually look good. A no. lot of people do it. Yeah. Uh, so, you have, like, saturation... You have like the vibrance. You have sharpness, and yeah. I think, uh, and a lot of people over sharpen because it. Yeah. You're looking at it from the start. You're like, oh, it's nice and clear now, but it's not. It has like these white line. It's, it's edges. It's kind of what we talked in the last podcast was you want to make that photo feel like the you're viewers there. there. Yeah. You don't want to break that. You know. Oh, this was. You know. I. I you just you want to make it still authentic. You want to make sure it still feels real. Um, so when I'm editing a photo, it's I do very little to it. I yep. make it, I make my contrast a little better. Um, so the blacks are blacker, the colors are brighter. So things pop, they stand away from each other a little better. Okay. A little more shadowy. But yep. I'm also same with my video. I found a LUT that is for me, and I won't tell anybody what it is because <laughs> it's my colors. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yep, I get it. Um, I, I like my blacks really black. Yep. And I like my shadows. But anyway, that's that's the style that I go for. I like um, I like my colors to stand away from each other a little bit. Yeah. And still make it look real though. It just it 
Just a little extra is all it is. Yeah, I when I'm editing my photos, it's kind of what I do too, is I just try to make it look like it's a raw image that was never touched and people are like, whoa. Yeah. You know, and try, and is that Photoshop? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I like to where they're still questioning if it is or it isn't. Right. Like, I think that's where the right thing, I think there's some, there's times where you do the fun edits where you pull that saturation down where there's still a little color and some orange. Like, yep. that's fun. Like, yep. when you have an orange hat on your rifle hunting and you can pull that saturation down and get a little bit of Definitely. black and white with slight color. Like, those are fun. Definitely. Fun edits. But, like, we're just talking in general yep. um, how to just, again, optimize the memory of those photos yeah. for, for future use type of thing. Um, anything else, dude, with, like, just optimizing cell phones... Um, for these trophy photos. No, I'm not sure about like Android phones, but I know like with the iPhone, this really important, underrated. When you're on, when you're going to take your picture, you can like click on the screen and hold your finger on it and drag up or down your exposure. Yep. And that's obviously you want that to be accurate. That way you can edit it more accurately, and your yes. and your sky isn't bleached out or your face isn't too shadowed. You know. So that's a great. Uh, first step for the photo. Okay, so once you're shooting what you're shooting, you hold down on that square, yep. a little, and then little line can... graph will pull up beside it, yep. and you can pull that up and down, and that's your exposure. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, I don't, might be something that some people aren't sure about, have never known. Yeah. Um, and you also get your focus that way. You can hold right. down, and you can focus on a specific spot by holding down. Yep. Right there, which is a cool feature. Um, I was thinking one other thing here, I kind of spaced my mind on what it was. On, on some of the photo aspects, obviously like if you're shooting some video on your cell phone too, um, there is settings where you can turn that to if higher 4K resolution, yeah. uh, 60 frames per second. Yeah, I know the iPhone do the 4K 60 frames, yep. they do slow-mo up to like 120 maybe, I think. Yeah, so obviously that eats up more storage. 240 even, actually, I think it's 240. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and it eats up way more footage, mm -hmm. but I have... I don't. I have all my videos set on the 4K 60 yep. frames just because I want it. If I'm, here's the thing: if I'm gonna film a deer on a, through a phone scope mm -hmm. at a mile, I want every op opportunity to have that footage be the best it can. Right. Or if I'm just vlogging a little bit yep. and I'm gonna try to match up like a little vlog cell phone video with your 4K footage, yep. I just want everything to match the best possible. Yep. And I've even I've done a couple vlogs on my YouTube. And on my first vlog, I even did um, a couple wide angle because my the, the new iPhone has a wide angle lens on it. Oh, we haven't talked about that. And yeah. I even did I even included a couple wide angles inside my Jeep with my iPhone in there. Mm -hmm. You can't. You wouldn't really, tell. You can't really tell. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So going back to photos, if you're shooting with a cell phone, they have the new 0.5 or wide angle option. Yeah. Um, that's a fun, a fun option too. You can get really close. Yeah. So when you're shooting it, don't stay far back. Yep. You can almost get right up to the nose of that animal and shoot a wide frame photo. Yep. And it's a fun shot to have. Yeah. So play around with that. Um, another fun shot you can do with it is just come over the top, over the antlers, and you can get to just that cool look over the top. Yeah. And uh, get all of all of the story of that animal in one shot with that wide angle lens. So kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I think another important thing is, you know, we talked about you know, you're, you're respecting that animal, you're wanting it to look good. Um, and so as the cameraman shooting and as the hunter sitting beside it, be paying attention to that mouth, you know, like pull that dang tongue inside. Yeah. Like make sure the deer's head isn't, you know, leaning to either side. Ooh. Just make sure it's straight and level. 
Well, pointing down just a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. So nose pointed down just a little bit, but not teetering to either side. Yeah. So you don't want that. You know, you don't want to be grabbing those back forks and having his head stick up in the air. Get that nose slightly pointed to the ground. Um, and then, as a cameraman, you need to be directing your hunter on head tilt, yes. like you mentioned. Look at the top of the antlers and line them up. You yeah. want to put a level on there and that bubble to be in the middle. Yeah. You know, if that head tilt one way, just say, okay, tilt a little bit to the left. Little, yeah. You know get level the foot the, everything will look so much better i've seen photos that are like they're right there somebody did a great job but the heads turned yeah. 20 degrees to the right and it's just like oh you were so close yeah um those are little finite details that take time but man you will be so pumped when you shoot a great animal yeah um and you can get the the right photos um so head tilt nice and level again um and then get that dang mouth closed if you can and get that tongue in there it just makes it look that much better. Um, I go back and forth with the blood thing. So guys take a lot of time to really like not have a speck of blood on the animal. Mm -hmm. um, I personally don't mind a little bit. Yep. I think it's just part of the realism of yep. of where it's at. Uh, obviously, obviously, we're not showcasing. I'm not showcasing a bunch of blood. No, <laughs> definitely not. Like if, it, if it's you don't we, you don't want to fear off non-hunters. You don't want to give hunters a bad name. Exactly. So it doesn't need to be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I also think that it doesn't need to be bloodless. Right. You know what I mean? It's part of, it's part of the whole thing. Yep. You know what I mean? There's, there's going to be some blood there. It's, it's death. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're featuring it, but just, yeah, I think there's that fine line of respect and stupidity, <laughs> you know, of a photo, but, yep. um, it's, it's part of it, dude. It's part of the whole yeah, thing. Capturing the whole process. Yep. And then, yeah, and a lot of those photos we take too, it might not ever be shared. Mm -hmm. You know, they're yours that have, you know, have a little blood. We took one the other day. We, it was part of the story on, I had the hand wrapped around the velvet. I already had blood on my hands, and it had a little blood on my thumb and stuff. And, like, that was a really cool photo. And it's just that whole process, you know. Yeah. It's just real. Yeah. It's real. So I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, like, wiping down, draw, like, no. like that deer's still asleep. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I think a little bit of blood's okay, personally. Just have it be... Tasteful still. Tasteful's the right term, dude. Are we missing any easy tips? I mean, kind of some rules of thumb that we follow to get consistently good photos with our trophies you know just, just framing it right and you know that's yeah the, the edges you know look at don't just look at where the horns are horns are at look at you know the edges of your photos making sure like a whole shoulder of the guy isn't off the edge of the photo mm -hmm. like making sure everything you need is in the inside the frame of that photo yeah it's huge frame so think about your framing look at your edges um that's a great tip actually we didn't even say it's i see that mistake non-stop too yeah um, don't have part of your shoulder cut off yeah. or part of the head. You, or did, you just see a lot of half-ass photos shared um, from hunters, and that's fine. Like they don't care. A they, lot, a we lot, take yeah. a, lot, a lot aren't as finicky as we are. You know, yeah. which is fine. It's not a big deal. But you know, they're take, happy take, with it. Take five minutes and get low to the ground and take a good photo. Yeah, we're just saying you will be happier with it if yeah. you follow some of these. Creates a good memory. Oh, exactly. Yeah, the follow. You know, the the framing is a great one. Um, Let's close up with just uh, some, you know, you talked about in the last podcast, you know, closing the story. Um, you know, for us, we're, uh, some guys, you know, if they're on farmland, they go load up in the pickup, maybe they're hanging it in their their garage or their shed. I think that can be kind of some cool stuff, that process of, yeah. um, you know, cleaning that animal. Yeah. Um, for us, we pack it out. So a lot of times we get some fun hero shots yep. of. Get some pictures of you walking out with the deer on your pack and. Yeah, yeah, or even like holding that back strap again, just getting some of those yeah fun shots. Getting those fun yeah. artsy ones where 
It's just memories, dude. It's fun holding up that big back strap and yep. get a couple selfies. Dude, we do know. that too. After every one of our kills, it's kind of a tradition for us to like to get a selfie together, get a picture with everybody involved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're hunting with a guide, get the guide in a photo. A lot of, yep. a lot of those guides don't like <laughs> getting photos either, mm-hmm. but make them get in a photo with you because then then you look at that like photo twenty, 20 years. Exactly. And Dad yells at us for this. Like twenty years on the road, and you're telling her thirty years. You're telling your grandkids about it. You can. You're not gonna remember everything. No. But that photo will, because it has everything in it. Yep. So get a photo with everybody in it. Take the extra time to get a massive amount of photos. You're going to feel like you're taking too many. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. So we just wanted to jump on, give you some quick photo tips, and uh, stuff that you can utilize this hunting season. We're in the hunting season. Try some of these tips out. Let us know how they work for you. Share those photos with us. We'd love to see them. And we hope you have great success. Hashtag run the gun. Hashtag run the gun. <laughs> You really threw that out there hard, dude. <laughs> but yeah, we'd love, honestly, we'd love to see them. And if they help you out, we'd love to hear about it. So thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you can share it with somebody you you enjoy, you know, would enjoy the podcast. If I can say that correctly, speaking really fast. <laughs> and have a great rest of your day. See you later.